down I spent the night in sleeplessness And rose at every sound Half in hopeless sorrow And half in fear the day Would find the soldiers breaking through To drag us all away And just before the sunrise I heard something at the wall The gate began to rattle And the voice began to call Hurried to the window And looked down into the street Expecting swords and torches And the sound of soldiers' feet There was no one there but Mary So I went down to let her in And John stood there beside me As she told us where she'd been She said they've moved him in the night And none of us knows where The stone's been rolled away And now his body isn't there We both ran toward the garden Then John ran on ahead We found the stone and the empty tomb Just the way that Mary said But the winding sheet that wrapped him in Was just an empty shell where they'd taken him was more than I could tell. Well, something strange had happened there, but just what I did not know. John believed a miracle, but I just turned to go. Circumstance and speculation couldn't lift me very high. Cause I'd seen them crucify him. And I saw him die Back inside the house again The guilt and anguish came Everything I'd promised him Just added to my shame When at last it came to choices I denied I knew his name Even if he was alive wouldn't be the same But suddenly the air was filled with strange and sweet perfume Light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide And I fell down on my knees and just clung to him and cried He raised me to my feet And as I looked into his eyes Love was shining out from him Like sunlight from the skies Guilt in my confusion Disappeared in sweet release And every fear I'd ever had Just melted into peace Heaven's gates are open wide. 
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to Love Live Rock Remnant Reality Radio's Praise, Prayer, Decree, and Declare. I am Shaliak Scribe, and it is an awesome day to be alive. Hallelujah. That was, he's alive. Uh, it was not labeled as an individual song, so I'm not exactly sure who the artist was. But there was one on there before that uh, by Carmen. Satan bite the dust. Charmin was a fantastic storyteller. So, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I believe he was taken too soon. I don't believe he's with us anymore. He had a battle with cancer. If I'm wrong, I will stand corrected, um, and gladly so. But anyways, Boker told good morning and welcome. Starting your Yam Yah's way is the best way to start your play. Praise, prayer, decree, and declare your way out of it. Everything that's coming against your attitude, your ruach, your prosperity, your life. We know that life is in the power of our tongues, propelled by the very breath he placed in our lungs. It would be pretty foolish not to acknowledge that because he has designed us in such a way where if we have proper control over our tongues, we can speak life just as he did when he created the world and he created everything. Now, we might not have that kind of power. We might not have that kind of authority, but we can at least speak positively over our own lives and expect things to change for the better. Hallelujah. We are going to ask Yami if she would come forward and... Pray in the line this morning. Period of any hexes, vexes, curses, foul, nasty, unclean entities that would try to thwart what we're doing here and while we're at it, if she wants to knock out her forty-four, her forty powerful prayers, her thirty-three I am's, and her seventy-seven thankful things, that would be fantastic. Hallelujah. Yami, are you there? I am here, and I enter his gate with thanksgiving, come to his court with praise. I do say, this is the day Yah's made. I will choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, you did great and mighty things, and you caused us, to um to be children your children and to develop all your ways into our lives. Thank you that you didn't leave us orphans when you had to go back to the Father after you did your mighty work that you left to us the Ruha the same spirit that did raise you from the dead. So now we say that um, we are yours and we are fearfully and wonderfully made and continue to become more and more like you through, through the days, one plateau after another. 
thank you um, that in life eternal there's infinity and we can't even comprehend. We just know that we can renew our commitment, our relationship, our covenant with you new every morning because you are the way maker and you are the one who brought us out of darkness into your marvelous light. So let us not be ashamed. Let not the enemy triumph over us. For you are a son, our source of all we need, and the shield, a protector. And you give to us everything we need in order to have a life of godliness and um and be be content in you. So Father, we um we rest in you for your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We have favor on the Sabbath a Sabbath rest living live in the rest you tell us and to stop our own work working to be saved not to save myself can't add to the gift the wages of sin is death and um, and the way of sin is death and comes to be in Matthew three sixteen. The way of temptation comes and proves um, the way of temptation comes proves and proves who you are. Live um, by entire, every word, the entire word. Do not make a test. Um, he and did not prove himself to you. Um, the, the voice, our voice is not. Satan's voice is not the truth. Thank you, Father. We believe, and you don't give us condemnation. We reject the lies of fear and condemnation. We set our conversation aright, and the Ruhak um, attests our sin, not to move us, not, now wait, not to condemn us, but to move us to action. Freedom in confessing our sin. 
he will forgive us. No, there is an enemy um, and that Yah is our champion. Um, no way can we clean ourselves. Yah is here to save us and we choose to walk with you, Father, with the Ruhat. Um, we pray for healing in these areas for anyone who has trouble with abortion and the effects of it, for addicts, for black backsliders and the lost, birth and new life, grouping, those with cancer, comfort and grief, deliverance, diet and exercise, eternal rest, um, in evangelization, telling people about you, uh, faith and strength, finances and employment, forgiveness and, and cleaning of sin, um, generational healing, inner healing, joy and peace, justice, uh, and court cases, love, God's love, physical healing, protection, relationship, relationships and marriage, uh, salvation, sleep and rest, study, learning, teaching, success, unity, and healing of the body of Yah, wisdom, and guidance. With his love, he will calm all our fears. He will break the chains that bind his people and those who walk in darkness will see the great light Isaiah 9, um, 4. Hallelujah. He leads, no, he heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. Psalms 147, 3. So, Father, all these things that bring to us godliness. We thank you that you keep us and you never forsake us and we shall see your goodness in the land of the living because we are alive in you and therefore we shall not die but we shall walk with you all the days of our life and dwell in your house forever. So as we say, we know we belong to you. 
and you desire us. So we want to do everything, all use all the power of your resurrection to accomplish those things you have in our life. And um, we want to remember your name. We want to bring forth majesty to your name in all that we do. Forgive us where we fail and still open our eyes. Get it, bring us out of the darkness into your marvelous light. And we find it pleasure as Yeshua did to find pleasure serving, doing the work that the Father sent him. We too, we find it a pleasure to serve you. Thank you for the joy it comes when you use our mouth and our hands and it brings forth healing, deliverance, or whatever, speaking into existence your will, helping someone else and being kept ourselves. Without you, Father, we're like a ship without a sail. So continue to direct us for your name's sake. So this morning on this line, we pray that the, the Ruha takes over and accomplishes what Yah has planned just for today. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. We are going to break for a minute. This is SOS by, I believe, it is We the Kingdom. And we will be right back. Hallelujah.
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is Shalayak Scribe. You are listening to Praise for a Decree and Declare for a um, the Gregorian calendar, 629-2022. It's a Wednesday morning, and we are grateful you have chosen to join us. We hope this yam is good for you, good to you, because we know that the Yah that created it, we know that the El that created it, is good to all that call on his name in respect, reverence, fear, and ahava, because we know that's how it means into us. Abba, in the name of Yeshua, I am thankful this morning for another day. I'm thankful for the showers that we had last night. I'm thankful for the roses that we've got growing in our backyard amidst all the weeds. That little bit of beauty amongst the ugly just pops, and it's awesome, and I've got yard work I need to do. Um, But we won't carry on anymore about that. Yeah, I thank you for the responsibilities of the yard I thank you for the responsibilities of business. I thank you for the responsibilities of ministry. Abba, I thank you for the capacity to fulfill those responsibilities. Abba, I'm thankful for the hearts and minds that you've entrusted to my care. Kim, Greg, Corey, Marissa, Mike, the Spike, others, those that have not yet been brought in. Family, brothers, my mom, my mother-in-law, extended family. Abba, I'm thankful for the challenges that we face because they strengthen us. Abba, I am thankful for this call line that with it we can reach the world, a lost and dying world for your kavod, for your majesty, for your favor, that we can share Yeshua HaMashiach with them, that we can share the beauty of your Torah. Abba, I'm thankful that you purposed me to serve you and to walk upright in you. This morning, I decree and declare that I will have complete focus. I will have complete determination. I will have the drive necessary to get myself out of this rut that I'm in. And I will begin working my businesses the way I should be. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I decree and declare that I am Yahuwah's and he is mine. I decree and declare that I am led and motivated by the Ruach HaKadosh and there's nothing that can stand in my way so long as I walk with him. I decree and declare that I am more than a conqueror, that we are more than conquerors. I decree and declare that we have the wisdom, knowledge, insight, 
and personality to convey the messages of the day that need to be con- that need to be conveyed, and that those messages will not fall on deaf ears. Whether that message is for business, or better yet, if that message is about the love of a, a about the Ahaba of Yeshua, about the Ahaba of Yahweh coming into our lives and changing us and transforming us from the inside out. The most important message. Everything else is necessary. But without the message of Ahava, they're not going to amount to much. Yeah, I'm thankful for Rock and Sand, our overseers. I'm thankful for the ministry. I decree and declare that there would be a drawing to the ministry. I decree and declare order and functionality and professionalism that would be poured out into the ministry. I declare unity and a ruach of echad pressing into those in this ministry and truly binding us like the third strand cord holding us together causing us to draw power from Yahweh transferring it to each other so that our focus can be true so that our purpose and our impact can be life changing in every way I am committed in Yeshua I am Baruch Atad and highly favored I am professional I am committed I am an overcomer I am disciplined I am profitable I am a disciple. I'm a Galatel Medim. I am an emulator. I am a humbled Shalaya. I am the head and not the tail. I am determined. And I am unstoppable. And I will have the desires of my heart in regards to my ministry, in regards to my business, in regards to my personal life, in regards to my physical fitness to service. I am on fire for the kingdom of Shamayim. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we come back from this next song, we are going to have Marissa introduce Shalayach Rock because we've got a bit of a change of schedule. Apostle Rock has got a appointment this morning, so he needs to be free. So he's going to come forward, come forward first with his teaching. And after that, the rest of us will be back. 
So if this timing is all right for Shalayak Rock, it would be great if you would let me know right about now before I mess things up too bad. No, this is fantastic. I'm glad that you are cranking it out just like I requested. I really appreciate that. Thank you. All right, no problem. This here is Miracle Power.
Uh-huh. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome back to Praise, Prayer, Decree, and Declare. Here is Marissa. Hallelujah. So this morning <clears throat> was another morning of, um, I'm still coming against some demonic things in the morning with the dreams, the sexual demonic things. So pray for those things to no longer affect me. So my, my snooze button and then I went to some strange dreams. But anyways, so I am here with this guy I've had a knock on the door. Even though my my I like my um snooze button. But so yesterday we had went over some things and Australia Rock is going to go into the next phase of this. He talks about the Ephesians four twenty five to thirty two and then the love Yahweh to love your neighbor as yourself. And then intimacy with Abba Yah and communicating as we communicate with him and and we speak to him and listen to him and with with relationships. Yeah, but the intimacy part is it's difficult for me at times because when I first was hearing about it, intimacy to me was not what you do in the bedroom. So for me to overcome that and understand Yahweh is it's still it's still good to know and to understand it. But um there's still times where it's like overcoming those areas in my life. So Yahweh is our it's something that I'm working on with him. But um learning to do it in a way that is pure and to think of Yahweh as purity and not the opposite direction. See that's the enemy. But then he goes into about the relationship with Yahweh, which is vertical. You know, steps one through three, and then eternal is yourself, is um, relationship with oneself, and it goes in the four to seven, and then your um, neighbor is horizontal, and that's loving your neighbor as yourself. And like you see, why he wants us to work on ourselves we can love our neighbors in a righteous way. So the temper I was not very neighborly neighbor I should say that. So that's another one of my repentance that um I was in that place at that at that time. And then we have um some more areas about healing the first three steps and then practicing those steps every day to have the three steps that we have the first three steps are healing so with Yahweh and he helps us with our healing each day and then examination at the end of each day which is step 10 and then the step and that goes through a, a shorter version of just the end of your day. And then we have step four, which is the thorough examination. And then um, 
So it's mostly about like prayer and communication and being um, in communication with Yahweh and learning how to um, communicate with with yourself and also learning the truth in yourself and um, so it's relationship with Yahweh with yourself and that way once you get to a good place you can have healthy relationships with others. And he goes into more more different things about how he shared about some of his mentors yesterday. And a little bit about the Big Ziggler. And how I used to have that book from Dressmeyer, but it was, again, it's probably stayed closed when it opened, the bad fill of the mind. Which is what we're doing, transformed and, and um, learning how to overcome with this and um, the Romans which goes over the again I can't remember what it is but the renewing of the mind hallelujah and then I just got a lot of notes <laughs> as he was going along I was just writing out sentences so and, and again again I, he goes back into the three, three things such as prayer and then steps one is three, and then four to seven, eight, nine, which is to do with communication. Really, what he wants us to focus on is our communication, for, for me as well, and, our, and communication, and that's, that's key with, you know, like to have communication with him. And that's, I know for me, it's to take time with and quieting my myself with them, with him. And then we talked about that the day the day before birthday was about um distractions as well as worldly distractions. Because if you're gonna try to focus on, on Yahweh you're not gonna do it in the middle of the intersection where where all the cars might be honking at you. So just take your time in your prayer closet or in your a long time and seek him and this the separating up the separating from the world and from the noises and from the um technology put the phones down put the tv off or for me i put the tv on youtube on the worship so that's that's one good thing about technology we can put the worship on and the word on too they can scripture on and then, um, again, he talks about in here, as Ephesians 4, 25 to 32, there's a lot of um, different references that he gives about the um, fruit, Galatians 5. So if we have more of Yahweh's fruit and self-control, then we can have to overcome those worldly um, devices, the worldly mindsets. So that's, again, with communication with Yahweh, we can ask them to help us to overcome those things. And then to um, never give Hassan a chance and they close the door. And I said, what are you opening the door that Yahweh has shut? Also, pretty much 
then he goes about rebellion. You know, again, I'm looking at my notes, so hallelujah. But um, when you go, like when I was letting all those demons in my life, opening up the doors to different situations, different drugs, different um, words, saying, saying negative words, having negative, when you just turn that light on, it made my eyes really, anyways, I'm still overcoming my eye allergies, but um, No, actually, it made it worse. <laughs> he doesn't understand my eyes in the morning. Hallelujah. So sometimes my eyes don't like light. But um, so the um, about and then he talks about like lying. So we know that Yahweh is truth, and how um, I used to always have lies and believe lies. And so we know it's important not to believe the, the voices of, of the enemy in our head. And that we can't give them a chance. So that's, that's what he was going on about the rebellion. And how I used to let them... I'm learning to discern... That's another thing he's talked about. praying about discernment. So we can discern where they come in at different times and different hours. And they can't have their way with, with us. That Yahweh has our true, the truth, and that's um, my prayer is that we have Him wholeheartedly and can have his, have discernment to understand His um, voice. Was in a in a um, church one time? I was asking for prayer about it, and she was her name was Tony. She was picturing like the radio dial, so as she was turning up Yahweh's volume. So I pray that Yahweh, that we turn up your volume as he speaks to to and through our Shaliak, um <laughs> describe, hallelujah, our Shaliak rock this morning, that um, he can continue this, this um, mighty, powerful message. There's a, I have more notes, but I think that's good for now. So, hallelujah. So who's teaching next? Oh, okay. All right. Well, hallelujah. Rock, you want to lead in song or you just want to take it from here? No, I'm uh, I'm ready. I'm just clearing the uh the pollen out of my nose. The unfortunate unfortunate wicked evil spirit that flows through the Midwest in the summertime specifically is the pollen demon. Ah, okay. We don't have that out in the West. We have a very, very low pollen count, so you can breathe way better. The air quality is way better in the West than it is in the Midwest. So it only usually takes a day or two. And... By the third day, that my body has to be built up with a strong immune system and a very good flow of nutrition to fight against the evil pollen demon. (laughs) All right. Hallelujah. But we will overcome. 
for those of you that follow me on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash a whatever, that's facebook.com forward slash h-e-y-w-h-a-t-e-v-e-r, you will see the message today. Uh, I used to do this every day, what you see, and I would have a message prepared daily to put out on my wall and it attracted many followers because they looked forward to another sermon or mini message of some sorts because <clears throat> usually I I don't need to type out too much. I just need a few key words and then the Ruach HaKodesh takes over from there. So I've entitled this today to dovetail in, in the Love Cove Dove from the very beginning of this series as the Love Cove Dove comes down from above into our lives, we need to have our being that we are, we need to have our being prepared to receive and therefore that means being good soil uh, is crucial in having the ability to absorb what's coming at us on a daily basis so the things coming at us are things that we need to hear and I've therefore entitled today's portion of this series of Love Cove Communication, uh, I've entitled it To Hear or Not to Hear. To Hear or Not to Hear. And that is very clearly laid out if we can have Marissa turn in her HRB to Romans ten fifteen and read all the way through from Romans ten fifteen to Romans ten eighteen and in the scriptures two thousand nine, which is what I quoted online, which is different than the HRB in several ways, it helps to actually bring the message even more clear. The Scriptures 2009 also uh, puts the Scriptures right in that are cross-referenced. So we'll have some cross-referenced Scriptures if you look while you're on your HRB at your computer. So I, I grant permission for Marissa under the supervision of Scribe to... Uh, be able to use your computer as a tool for learning, which is really the only reason you really should have access to your computer. It's not for you to start messaging everybody and start being social and getting distracted by the people of the world that are not even really part of the mishpaka 
you're going to have specific visitation that we're setting up. I've been talking with to have communication with Tina, your sister, to be able to bring the kids to come and see you while I'm up there. And she can't come when you're in Madison because they're doing a family event somewhere else. They already have something that they've already booked, which you definitely wouldn't want to be at because they're probably going to be partying over the 4th of July weekend. And uh, therefore, they're going to be gone over that weekend that we're going to be in Madison. Most would consider, as we come into the state of Wisconsin, they would consider that 4th of July weekend. And, of course, we're going to be there up until the 4th. And then we're going to go up to Fond du Lac area, and we're going to celebrate up there. And I'm inviting, if the Pratts wanted to, do that to, you know, maybe do something in Fond du Lac over Lake Winnebago like we did when we all lived in Fond du Lac. They do have quite the fireworks that they shoot out over the lake. It's a beautiful park down there, and they do have kids' rides and all that fun stuff too. So, you know, that would be the additional does, you know, Yami want to come on up there and – you know, bring Eva and and do all of that because Gary seems like, you know, Eva is going to be afraid to travel with Yami and, you know. So all of this that I have to set up with people for Marissa, this is all communication. And it's for the sake of her love, Cove, and hopefully – their love cove, but we know that not everybody, just because they are a, a husband or an ex-husband or a, a sister or a brother in the physical realm, does not really necessarily make someone part of the family of Yah or the Mishpaka. So there's a lot of dynamic in all of this because we have to communicate and be a message. We are a message in our communication. So that is a major part of what we want to kind of think about and discuss is, and you should write in your notes in big letters, I am the message. In other words, the behaviors that we put forth out there to the world speaks louder than words. The actions speak louder than words is an old cliche, and it's so true in our walk because they judge Yahweh. They judge our Abba Yah according to our behaviors, and they look down on him because we are sinners when we say that we're saints. So what we communicate to them is, oh, wow, that person's a liar. So they judge Yahweh by the fact that Christians are the Matayahu seven violators. They have the majority of the people that call themselves Christians are extreme hypocrites. 
So what they communicate to the world and what people see and hear, what you now see and hear is what they said in Acts 2. And what they saw and heard in Acts 2 was the miraculous outpouring of Ruach HaKodesh and fire or the esh that, that fell down, cloven tongues of esh sat upon each of them. They saw a miraculous people that were actually speaking in their own languages miraculously and what they were speaking in their languages were the wonderful works of Abba and it was a physical example of the miraculous hand of Yah being on people. But what people most often see is not Acts 2 in action or in the, the real realm of life that they are portraying as a message to people. What they actually see is they see the Matthew 7 violator, the hypocrite, and they're a bad witness. They're a bad testimony. What they're communicating is not edifying to Abba Yah. But yet we want to label ourselves, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And I finally you know, got to this point where I said, I'm not a Christian. Because to me, what I see as when I call myself a Christian is not a good message. What I see as a Christian is a bad witness, a bad testimony. And the more that I've learned as far as doctrinally what Christians are taught is by false teachers, false prophets, false shepherds, false shaliach, false apostles, not really, they're not even really shaliachs. They're apostolos, they're Greeks, they're counterfeit apostles, they're fake. They're overseeing a man-made religion. They're not overseeing the mishpaka, as Scribe and I are working diligently to try to become good at. We're trying to become good at. It is a huge task because we have very few examples of real true shaliachs in our day and age who are actually taking the responsibility of overseeing the administration of the truth, the emet, of the debar, the word. They're, they're, they're not showing it. They're not giving that real-life example of real-life leadership the way it's supposed to be. And there are far too many people calling themselves apostles or overseers that really are a bad witness. They really are Matthew 7 violators. What they communicate to the world is horrible. And I don't want to be a part of that anymore. It's the, it's the church. It's the church. It's, it's the circus as it's really truly defined because the word circ insinuates circus which is definitely exactly what church is. The German word Cirque comes from, and we've taught on this many times before, the German word Cirque is the root word to circus. 
and it's been translated as church into English. That's its root. That's where church comes from. And that's exactly what it is. They communicate a false identity, a false message, a false representation. They communicate something that is evil in what Yah meant for good. And even if, you know, evil is in something, Yah can turn that around and and use it for good, which is why Yami is here with us, which is why I'm here with us, which is why Scribe's here with us. We've come up, up out of her because Abba Yah communicated directly to us and spoke to us and awoke us in his communication directly to us as he counseled us, as it says in Scripture, he will counsel us in all things. And then various people were sent to put things on the Internet, to put videos out, audios out, and written formats out, like Brad Scott from Wild Branch Ministries. And we were able to start studying a different message from different people that took the responsibility to be overseers and keepers of the covenant, keepers of the love cove in the in its purest form, because that is the communication that is supposed to be emulated. That is the communication that is supposed to be duplicated. Instead, what they've duplicated is a hyper-grace message where pretty much they've created a dullness that anything goes and all roads, all paths lead to heaven. It doesn't matter what you do because of Jesus' work on the cross. You can do whatever you want, and you're going to walk into heaven with you know, a hooker on both arms and a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand and a big crack pipe in the other and, you know, a, a packet of needles, you know, in in your in your bag and a whole bunch of pills and you're going to just be able to party your way right on in. And everything that has been ever written in his word, which is all telling us that those things that we know that we ought not to do, we do, which is in this We the Kingdom song that, that, we're, that we're seeing, you know, I do the thing I know I, not, I ought not to do. So this is going to be really great to go to Life Fest, and hopefully they'll sing at Life Fest, some of these really well-written songs that sing Scripture, which is why even though there's a Jesus here and a Jesus there and a God here and a God there, some of those songs I'm letting get through for the sake of that we see, even in the Christian wine skin and the 
corrupt communication that we've been talking about yesterday and the day before that even as they're trying to bring forth the good communication, there's a corrupt communication in there at the same time, which is the confusion that Christianity brings to the table. It's the confusion that Jewish Orthodox brings to the table. It's the confusion that Islam brings to the table because every one of their lineages lead back to the original true Mishpacha. But somewhere along the line, the family became corrupted. And the reason the family became corrupted and fell short was because of the curses that were allowed to be brought into those families. And now we suffer from the fourth generation grandfathers of numerous curses that have gone before us. And the sins of the fourth generation grandfathers are something that put a curse upon our lives before we were even birthed. So therefore, if we don't understand in the Ruach realm how to break curses, we're in a pretty bad place in our communication and in the master's message of to hear or not to hear. Because faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from hearing, to hear or not to hear. That's the message today. You know, and I've got, I've got a guy on there with a bright orange, the message. Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes from hearing. Bright orange over the top of a black man. So it stands out loud and clear. Nobody can call me a white supremacist and twist the message or change the message because I put a black man out and I'm a white man. And anybody that knows me, they know that I've got more pictures with black brothers or brown brothers or tan brothers than probably anybody on Facebook because I... I'm colorblind. It doesn't matter to me, but I do know in my message that I put forth, and even within the International Ministers Fellowship, we saw the racism, and that message came at me in their communication at a major event. And I was in shock that I found that all of the colored people of various different tans and browns and blacks, some of them actually fell into that category of being racist. So it doesn't matter what color you are to be a racist. Now, when they say white supremacist, now they're actually specifying that somehow white people do portray a superiority over those of varying colors which I don't. I'm, I'm humbled that I even got a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, a hundred chances 
I blew this a good man falls seven times. I fell more than seven times. I've been humiliated because I was a fool and I was living under the wrong message by the wrong messengers. Because the messengers that I listened to and fell for in that process were the fallen. So those that were kicked out of Shamaim, if you're listening to them, and they're the authors of confusion, and any of this that I told you that sounds like, well, that's really confusing. Exactly. And Yahweh is not the author of confusion, is he? So therefore, anything that's bringing confusion forth, we know it's not coming from Yah. He would not do that. That's not who he is. That's not what he's about. If someone says, oh, well, I don't really understand the Bible because it's confusing. No, that's really not true. What you don't understand is religion that's trying to interpret something that is truth that is actually not confusing. If you have Ruach and you study truth and then you pray about it, and you ask for the understanding of it in your prayer, Abba Yah is righteous to fulfill that understanding. It will start to sink in. It will start to be owned by your tablets of your heart. They will not be confused tablets. Your tablets of your heart will be clear. They will be concise. They will be exacto. They will be right on, baby. You are going to get it. The message will speak to you and through you, and you will not dilute it by, by blurring it or muddying waters up with religious mumbo-jumbo. You will keep all the pagan terms and terminologies out of your mouth. Why? Because Rock said so. No, because Yah said so. And it doesn't matter what crowd you're in or where you go or who you're hanging out with. You don't need to talk like them. They need to talk like the new you who is a message. And either they will hear or they will not hear you who heard with faith. You got your faith because you listened, you opened up your ears and you shut your mouth and you sat on this line and you took notes and you prayed over those notes and your tears soaked up the pages because you had to teshuva, you had to turn from your old wicked religious man-made trying to be a people-pleaser person and you said, I'm not going to sit and kiss bishops butts anymore because they're the big honchos the big hot shots doing everything that they're not supposed to be doing that i can see yeshua says don't wear the fancy robes what do they do they wear the fancy robes yeshua says that the men in when they're in the congregation should not have a covering on their head what do they do they throw kippahs on their heads. 
You know, if you got a really cool leather hat and it's really cool and all of a sudden you find yourself that you're in front of everybody and you're teaching, men, you better take the leather hat off. I don't care how cool it looks. I don't care if it says emulators on it. Oh, Rock says we got to take the hat. No, Yah says you got to take the hat off. Can you hear? He says men should not have a covering on their heads, but a woman should. But yet we see so many people, you know, even our friends at Living Messiah, whom I love very much, you know, I don't know if it's because Mark's long hair and ZZ Top look that he's got, he just thinks it's cool to wear the hat but he always wears a hat almost 99% of the time. I would say probably 99.9% .9 of the time, I've always seen him with a hat on while he's teaching. So it's like, why do any of us pick and choose how we're going to be? Why do we pick and choose? Because we are selective hearing as to what truth is. So we talked about that over the last couple of days as well. We brought up selective hearing. People are going to hear and pick and choose what parts they want to change. And even as Marissa, she heard this great message last night. She said, well, it's going to take me a long time to get that. Well, that great job. You just spoke death over your ability, because now you just basically spoke into existence last night, that you are a slow learner, that you have a learning disability. But you really don't. You have an attitude problem, and you have a hearing problem. That's what needs to be corrected. That's what needs to be brought under submission to Ruach HaKodesh and say, Abba Yah, Fix my ears. Abba Yah, fix my heart. Abba Yah, fix my eyes. We've got to get to a point where we will see that even in our daily communication and the things we put on this line, I cringe when Daniel Cotton opens his mouth. I cringe when Marissa opens her mouth because there's so much religion that's been bound into you that you find it very difficult to speak in complete, pure, raw truth because religion has skewed your message that comes out of you so severely. I have 40 minutes before I need to be in a meeting. I got alarms starting to go off. So I won't be going into a mega marathon meeting, which I had the, the shachma, the wisdom of a wife, which is supposed to help counsel and keep a husband on track, not to wear the pants, not to be in control, you know, nothing evil, not Jezebel. But for the wisdom or the shachma to speak through her because she can communicate to me the right way and help me to be more on track 
if she does it in a positive, edifying, uplifting, and encouraging way. So it's all in a husband and wife relationship, the way that we communicate and how I hear what she says, number one, and how she hears what I say, number two, because she can hear me as this control freak. She can hear me as this mean husband that, you know, as an egomaniac and, and loves to have her under my thumb and all this goofy, crazy lies that the enemy can twist into a person's ears to say, well, you ain't the boss of me. And we used to do that garbage. And we were like two teenagers fighting in our first couple of years of marriage. It was ridiculous. We look back on it and we both shake our heads and go, how could we have been so immature that we couldn't possibly communicate with each other properly that we would respect each other enough that we would really listen to what we were really saying. And even just recently, Sand has said some things to me, and she's like, you're not even understanding what I'm trying to say. That's not what I'm trying to say. Don't be so defensive. I'm not trying to usurp your authority as the leader. So don't freak out, man. So I have to listen more closely to my wife and hear the wisdom that Yah wants to speak through her. And then she's got to make sure that as that's all happening, that she doesn't become bossy and start to throw the pants on and try to be the head because the scripture Yahweh tells us she's not supposed to be the head, but she is supposed to be one with that head. And that's the part that people forget when they talk about this, you know, leadership role within the relationship. If we're supposed to be a chad, if we're supposed to be one, then her communication to me should almost be like a second, a second me. It should be like a second voice within myself that I, I already used it all up, Sam. I'm sorry. I didn't make a full pot. I wanted to make a really strong with not much water pot, so please forgive me. I just wanted to get it done quick. Um, so anyway, I uh, I didn't make enough coffee for her, and I apologize. No, you did Yeah, she gave me a dirty look as she walked away from the empty coffee pot. <laughs> I only made like a half a pot, and I made it really... <laughs> Really super strong, like espresso grade, you know. Um, so I, I really, you know, and, and that that your actions can also be a communication like what an insensitive jerk. You know, she could, she could see me as that right now when really that wasn't the case. I knew that she likes to drink water for the first hour. You know, which is what I'm supposed to do, too, when you're taking the Asante Organics, which you can get at AsanteOrganics.com forward slash N-N-A. That's AsanteOrganics.com forward slash N-N-A. And the proceeds of all the profits goes right to this ministry. It is a way for you to get the best nutrition on the planet and for the ministry to get an offering immediately from those purchases. It's the purest form 
of fundraising that we've had yet because it takes us back to the garden with the earth greens and the super reds. So there I communicated our little fundraising commercial as I wrap this up. Let's go ahead and have Marissa read the uh, HRB version of Romans 10, 15 through 18, please. To hear or not to hear. And how may they preach if they are not sent? Even as it has been written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of peace, of those preaching good things. But not all obeyed the good news, for Isaiah says Yahweh, who has believed our report. Then faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of Elohim. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, rather into all the earth their voice went out, and to the ends of the world their words. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Abiyah, <clears throat> yeah, I ask that there is a berachot over the reading, the hearing, and the obeying of this word. Let us communicate that with utmost sincerity, the reading, the hearing, and the obeying of this word, this tabar. Faith comes from hearing. We see this very clearly. Uh, the Scriptures 2009 says, so then belief comes from hearing and obeying, I'm sorry, hearing and hearing by the word of Elohim. So when we see that Scripture 2009 version, they use the word belief, which we know means trusting and obeying. So it actually strengthens the definition even further than what all your normal versions, including the HRB, when we see it in the Scriptures 2009, which comes from the ISR, which comes from a direct translation of Hebrew and, and Aramaic, I believe that the difference is that the uh, Scriptures 2009 is a Hebrew version of the uh, Yeshuic covenant whereby the, uh, the uh, HRB is a Aramaic version of the Yeshuic covenant. So there's, there's a little difference there. And some people reject the Aramaic, unfortunately, but we found that that was the language that Yeshua spoke. It was the language that all of the Shaliachs, the Galal Talmudim, they all spoke that language. That was the language of the day. It had a major comeback from the time of Abraham. So Abraham had Aramaic, and then they brought in Aramaic again, 
which is interesting because the promise that was given to Abraham was a direct prophetic promise of what would come in the order of Melchizedek, the king of Shalom, which we can say that Yeshua is the king of kings. We can also say he is the prince of Shalom or the prince of peace. So there's a lot of parallels and a lot of synonym type uh, things within that message. And I guess, you know, I just want to make sure that as we are listening to this and we're hearing this to hear and not to hear type message, that we are keeping ourselves open to that process that can happen in the hearing. Because if we're not listening closely, we're going to miss it. And what we see as we read through this, and I'm going to ask if you have your computer now, I want you to read the entire version that I have on my wall on Facebook, Marissa, at facebook.com forward slash hey whatever. And I want you to look at those cross references that are in the scriptures 2009, because those are really significant. Now, I did not go ahead and do the research to see if those cross-references were in the commentaries by Don Esposito at the bottom of the page. And if you could also look at that to see if those cross-reference scriptures are the same and if they're in there, please, that would be also helpful. So let's now read the Scriptures 2009 version because I think the word belief being in there instead of faith is yeah. pretty significant. And I really don't know one way or the other because I haven't looked at the Hebrew and the Aramaic to see if the Aramaic has it one way and the Hebrew uh, New Covenant uh, or Yeshua Covenant has it the other way or not. The word faith and the word belief are definitely, for most people, they would just say, well, they're synonyms. But unless you look at the Hebrew, you don't know if there's actually, or if you look at the Aramaic, you don't know if there's actually a different word that was used in the actual text itself. So let's go ahead and scribe, if you can help Marissa, in teaching her how you and I have been studying for the last, you know, since 1992, 93, approximately 93, probably more than 92. I think we met in 93. So that means next year, if you take 93 to 2003, 2013, and 2023, Scribe and I have been studying as of next year for 30 years with each other. 30 years with each other. So if you hear our ministry styles and you hear our study styles and teaching styles and many things very similar to each other. And it's kind of scary because even our voices a lot of times sound similar. And there have been people that asked, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was Scribe or if that was you. I mean, I take that as a compliment because I, I see him as one who has studied to show himself approved and someone that I honor and that I respect 
and appreciate as someone who's, who's studied very hard. And that's why he's been asked to uh, oversee our LoveCov 10-year renewals of our vows and our oaths and, and our commitment, our covenant that we are making with Abba Yah together, both sand and I, the rock sand covenant is being, you know, put forth by scribe because I know what he's studied. And, you know, to have him do the, the, the honors over us, and 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 being there for that is almost like having a part of myself leading because the he that's in me is the same he that's inscribed. And so without any further ado, let's get rolling. I got my wife cracking the whip in the background and she's actually being pretty nice about it and laughing and not mad that she doesn't have coffee. So this is all working out pretty good. So hallelujah. Can we read that, please? Oh, hallelujah. I'm sure that would like some coffee. Okay. So this is a little bit different, like you said. Romans 10, 15. And how shall they proclaim it if they are not sent? As it has been written, a pleasant are the feet of those who bring the good news of peace, bring the good news of the good. And it goes in the reference, Isaiah 52, 7. And in Romans 10, 16, it's, however, not all obeyed the good news. And then, as I asking Sky about this word, it's a little bit different than we're used to seeing in the HRB. It's Yeshu, Yahoo. Yeshu, Yeshu Yahu. Yeshu Yahu. Yeshu Yahu. Yesha Yahu. Yeshu. It looks like Yeshu Yahahau. Yahu. Hallelujah. Yeshu Yahu. Yeshu Yahu says, Who has believed our report? So Yeshu Yahu. So these are new words. And hallelujah. In the Romans 10 17. So then belief comes by hearing and hearing the word of Elohim. Well, did I even finish Yeshu Yahu? That's okay. However, I'll go back to it. However, not all obey the good news. For Yeshu Yahu says, who has believed a report? So then belief comes by hearing and hearing the word of Elohim. But I ask, did they not hear? Yes, indeed. Their voice went out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Psalm, Psalm 19.4. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Was that what she was supposed to get through or was there more than that, Brock? Why don't you look up uh, Psalm 19.4. Sorry for the confusion. She did not have her computer out. We were just working with working off mine. Psalm nineteen four. Yeah, Psalm nineteen four. Okay. 
Their measuring line has gone out throughout all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them, he has set up a tent for the sun. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Rock, did you want each of these verses covered? The Isaiah 51, 3, or 53, 1 as well? So, go ahead and turn to Isaiah 53, 1 and 57. All right, uh, scribe? Yes, sir. I am going to, uh, I, I already had one phone die. This one looks like it's not going to last too long either. I don't know why I didn't have these charged last night. I'm in shock, actually, right now. Um, but, yeah, this one's in the red and ready to shut off also. So this is phone number two, and uh, these are the best two phones. So I'm going to uh, turn this message over at this point and have you be ready in season and out of season and just kind of take over with what I kind of got started and put your commentaries out there. And we will continue tomorrow after, and that, you know, however, however long, whatever Yah gives you, just run with it. Uh, those are the scriptures and those are the cross-references and those are the two versions that I was working off of. And again, the message is to hear or not to hear. That is the question. All right. Hallelujah. We will work with it. Marissa, could you pull up Isaiah 51.3, please? Yes. All right, as Marissa pulls that up, see, that's the important part about, you know, about understanding as much as possible. So here's Marissa with that. Okay, 51.3. For Yahweh comforts Zion. He comforts all her desolation, and he makes her wilderness like Eden. Did I say 51.3? Yeah. I'm in 53.1. I'm sorry. My bad. I sent this to the wrong address. I can go to 52.7 first. I'm getting her all confused. This is, and I've got Zach in the background trying to chime in. So. Right. 52.7. Okay. 52.7. Okay. How. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of him, proclaiming good news, making peace heard, bearing tidings of good, making heard salvation, Yeshua. Thanks to Zion, your Elohim reigns. 51, 53, 1. Who has believed the report, and to whom is the arm of Yahweh revealed? So hallelujah. You know, what Rock is getting at, what Yahweh is getting at, what Yahweh is having his Ruach preach through the writings of the Shaliachs in the New Testament, okay, 
all the information they're teaching from. It's clear that they have defined the New Testament understanding of what Yahweh wants to accomplish by what Yahweh has already done in the Old Testament. You would think, you would think that Yahweh, had he wanted to abolish the Torah, the Tanakh, everything before Yeshua came, if, if that, if it was his desire to abolish that, he would have created something in between the New Testament and the Old Testament. It's not there. So unless you've got something to work from, unless you've got a base of understanding, a base of knowledge that you can pull from, you're trying to make whole cloth out of thin air. That's not what this is. This is not whole cloth out of thin air. This is thin air out of whole cloth, if anything. Because there's more than enough evidence we just, you know, there's more than enough written evidence that we need to get back to understanding was supposed to be communicated mouth-to-mouth and face-to-face between people. Because sitting down and writing, and I'm going to say this because there's in... In Enoch chapter 69, verses 9 through 14 or 15, there's a quote in there that's, there's a, a, a verse in there that says, this stuff was never supposed to be written down. This stuff was never supposed to be written down. And this is one of those evils that the fallen angels taught us to confuse us so that the purity of the message the purity of the oral traditions, the oral teachings of Yahweh would end up getting skewed because it was written down. So you didn't have Yeshayahu, you didn't have Peter, you didn't have all these people running around with scrolls on the backs of donkeys trying to preach because Yah knew that it would be cumbersome and difficult to pull off. And as much as he wanted the Hebrews or, or the Israelites of old to respect the Torah in the temple, he knew there was a, there was a reason for him to want to bring Israel to one place on certain days because they wanted that reverence of the Torah, the reverence of the scroll, to be paramount, not that they worshipped it like they would a graven image, but that they would value the unity, the thought process, the thinking, the echad nature, the new, uh, the, the united understanding, the united comprehension of what was being shared, of what was being communicated. Because then in the purity of that, it could be driven home and driven into the heart, and they could take it with them 
and somehow they were supernaturally imbued with a love of Yah that would cause an Elijah to stand in front of an army and, 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 all right, let me rephrase, stand in front of an army of priests of Baal and laugh them to scorn one guy in front of more than 450 people with swords, knives, and spears. In First Kings 18, and laugh at them. There was something powerful. There was supposed to be something so intensely powerful about these services, about these gatherings, that caused such burning belief in the heart of the average Israelite and the above average Israelite that would cause them to desire to continue to hear and to hear and to hear and to hear and not sit there at a table or in front of a computer and just sit there and you know run off at the mouth as I've gotten trapped into doing at times by my own you know by, by my own lack of self discipline and my own you know lack of courage in the face of what needs to be done we need to understand that this was supposed to be conveyed orally. This was one of those, this, this is one of those messages that was supposed to keep you on track in your oral hygiene. I know that sounds really funny, but if you're talking face-to-face to somebody else, bad breath ain't your friend. I was going to move into uh, my teaching in Proverbs this morning, and there's something that touches there, so I'm just going to I'm just going to overlap and kind of piggyback on it. I won't go real long. We might get to a few other uh, intros. I don't know yet. I have not decided. Uh, it's not really up to me. We'll see how the Ruach wants to get to that. Okay, we're looking at Proverbs 12:8. Says a man shall be praised according to his wisdom, but who he who is of a perverse heart shall be despised. He who is despised and has a servant is better than one honoring himself and lacking bread. The righteous knows the life of his animal, but the mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land shall be satisfied with bread. But he chasing vanities lacks heart. The wicked desires the net of evils, but the root of the righteous gives fruit. In transgression of the lips is the snare of evil, but the righteous will come out from distress. A man shall be satisfied with the good or with good by the fruit of the mouth, and the dealings of a man's hand shall he, shall be given back to him. I want to focus on verse 14 here. It says, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of the mouth. Okay, now, last I checked, the only fruit of the mouth is the words we speak. 
So unless I'm completely missing it, we better make sure the words that come out of it are pleasing to Yahweh. That they meet his standards. Because if we're expecting somebody else to hear them and appreciate them, they better be consumable by us first. Remember the commandment where it says, love Yahweh your Elohim with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself? Well, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be considering Yahweh our neighbor because in proximity, because our proximity to him changes when we come to him in prayer, in intercession. We are believed to have the right to call Yeshua our brother. If our brother is not our neighbor, if we're not neighborly with our brother, if our words over a fence to a neighbor are not something we would speak to Yeshua, then we might have to look at verse 15. It says, the way of a fool is upright in his own eyes. But he who listens to advice is wise. Who better to get advice from than Yahweh? How much wiser are we when we get the advice from Yahweh that we listen to and actually applying it? See, that right there is where I think a lot of people miss the boat and don't apply it because the last half of 14 says, and the dealing of a man's hand shall be given back to him. If Yahweh in wisdom says, plant over here, but you plant over there and you disregard the advice, then the way of a fool is upright in his own eyes. And Yahweh looks at you like, uh, I know I created this dude with a little bit more intelligence than that. He should have listened. So now he's only going to get this much when he could have had that much. And that applies to every aspect of life, not just ministry, not just your Ruaco walk, doesn't just apply to your inner man. We have to begin to understand that the Israelites walked and lived in a day and age when every when Yahweh acted obviously. And the reason he acted obviously is because they were taught from little on to believe and expect to see the miraculous, except it wasn't miraculous to them by, by the same definition as it is to us. It's miraculous to us because it's so rare. Because people don't believe because people don't believe they can see it. 
because people believe in, they don't believe of. They haven't experienced it, so doubt remains. But doubt remains because they haven't spoken it into existence. They haven't spoken it. They haven't heard it. You know, uh, just like Rock was saying, how can you hear unless someone, uh, you know, to hear or not to hear? If you're speaking negative, you're going to believe the negative. If you speak the po- if you speak positive, you're gonna you're gonna believe the positive. Now, when you're believing the positive, all you gotta do is you gotta you know keep track of that ankle biter that Rock was talking about. Because if you're if you're constantly bending down to swat the little sucker away, you're gonna walk into something, a pit, a tree, off a cliff, what what have you. And that ain't going to end well either, which was obvious, uh, pretty much obvious enough to go without saying. So, again, just to re- just to recap in Proverbs, a man shall be praised according to his wisdom. If you if you share a good message, if you share an excellent message. Those that want to hear it, those that want to believe it, those that want to apply it are going to give Yah praise and they're going to praise you for allowing yourself to be used by Yah to deliver it because the wisdom came through. Because the wisdom was obvious. But he who is of a perverse heart shall be despised. That obviously is something to work towards eliminating. If your heart isn't and your actions aren't lining up with your words, that's a correction that has to be made. He who is despised and has a servant is better than one honoring himself and lacking bread. At least if you have a servant, you've got a friend, provided you're not a complete and total jerk. The righteous knows the life of his animal, but the mercies of the wicked are cruel. So whether you've got a lot of money or a little money, if you are a caring, compassionate person with a, with a heart to serve Elohim, even the life of your animals are going to be better, are going to be good. So, hallelujah, there's a whole lot more to go in here. I may, I may touch on this tomorrow as well. I have not decided yet. Um, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to cut to a music break and we'll let everybody else say good morning real quick. And then we will roll on and sign this one off. So, hallelujah. Let's see what's on the docket for music this morning. Oh, this one looks good. How about I exalt thee? Oh, that ain't the one I was thinking about. Um how about this one? Phil Phillips. Here we go. We are dead to rights, born and raised. We are thick and thin till our last days. 
So hold me close and I'll surrender to your heart You know how to give and how to take You see every hope I locked away So pull me close and surrender to my heart Before the flame goes out tonight Yeah, we'll live until we die So come out, come out, come out, won't you turn my soul into a raging fire? Come out, come out, come out, till we lose control into a raging fire. Into a raging fire. Come out, come out, come out, won't you turn my soul into a Yeah, we'll live until we die Let your heart be next to mine Before the flame goes out tonight We can live until we die Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That was Raging Fire by Philip Phillips. We're going to ask Shalaya Yami real quick if she's got her message ready, if she can get through it. Um, Want to give everybody a chance to share. Hallelujah. I will just sum it up because uh, I've got, Stuff to do too, hallelujah, we all do. And uh, 
was a wonderful message um, today by Rock, and, and I'm recalling in my walk um, when I was involved in, in the church and the Shalom Bible Institute and was in charge of ministry that um, most everything, because I was in training, so they gave me a ministry to be in charge of. And um, the first one was um, the nursing home. The second one was the jail ministry. And um, I remember that it was my ball game. They were very, um, didn't really have a lot of strict rules, except we just had to not, you know, do outright uh, sin. Like we like we're not supposed to, and so I remember in both cases I would pray and then I would give to um to to those I was working with what Yah directed. I didn't know his name was Yah then, but maybe I had heard the name Yah or seen it, but I didn't understand. It. So I still had that one-on-one relationship with him, and I would go right to him, and he would give me good orderly direction, and as a result, there, there were a number of people who, well, the people would call me when they had a relative in jail. And then I would go first in prayer, talk with them, then pray, and then um, let Yah direct me on who would be the right person to team up with them while they were in jail. Because jail time can be a year, but usually not more than and you're either moved on to prison or set on probation in the community. And I have ran into some of those people who have given good report. Um, and they're the, in the jail ministry. And in the nursing, nursing home ministry, um, I remembered... Um, Like I got a call that um, a family member was told they didn't have, um, that their uh, loved one was short, didn't have long to live. And um, it was a bad storm that night. And um, I I was driving my car. to the ministry in the storm, you know, to work with the lady that I needed to. And um, in the storm, I um, got a flat tire. (laughs) So I pulled my car over on the side quite a bit where it was safe. And from there, I walked in the rain to get 
to the um, facility that she was in. And and when I got there, she was pretty much awake. And her and I spent the night singing old hymns. It was, we had a lot of fun. And then that night, she did pass. And so I've found so many times the whole idea is is to just um, walk with him, and uh, he makes serving him so much fun. Now, you know, we have those times that it's hard labor, but I remember that after even the hard labor, because, well, when I was walking in that storm, it did not wasn't a pleasure that part but when I got there and we had a wonderful time together a going home party (laughs) didn't even know it well they had an idea but um hallelujah and I just was thinking in um the third chapter of first Samuel which we're going through it said that um, uh, Samuel, in in um, the third chapter, um, verse uh, 19, it says, And Samuel grew up, and Yahweh was with him, and did not let any of his words fall to the earth. And... All Israel knew, from Dan even to Beersheba, the, that Samuel was confirmed to be a prophet to Yahweh. And Yahweh again appeared in Shiloh, for Yahweh revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of Yahweh. That tells me that in a in a way each one of us have the call of Samuel because we carry truth to those um that are brought to us to work with. And and um uh to to grow up, you know, with him. You know, and remembering age is only the number of years we've been on earth. Well, we're born into infinity. And we just got a lot of changes to go through. And when we, whatever age we are, when we start with him, we um, grow. We go through all the things that, like Samuel, like all the the men that Yah chose to be leaders, um, to be one to help people connect. Uh, whatever work we're given, we are His, and and He has good plans. And 
what he um, wants for us to do, he reveals to us. And in church, I remember so many because for a while, I um, I was took a six month course to to be on call for CBN, um, and people would call me and I I give them the work. I was just looking today, and I still have that old CBN. Um, reference book that that leads me to uh, all I would say pretty near every problem that a person could have and would give me scriptures to pray with them and, and let the Ruhak take over. But wow, we're all called and we are all equally valuable. And like Samuel, we want to walk with him all the days of our life and grow up with him like we are. And like, and don't forget, infinity is hard to comprehend. This is life without end. We just have to go through all the changes, including leaving this old body, or young, whatever, when it's time for us to leave, to go back to the Father for the completion of his plan in our life, for the um, never-ending things we get to experience. So hallelujah, I'll pass. Love y'all and have a great day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Love you too, Yami. Dan Cotton, another Cotton number. You, how would you like a few minutes to introduce yourself and give your praise, prayers, decrees, and declares, and then we will play out some music and let you do the last one for the day. Dan, are you able to share, or are you busy working? You're probably busy working. So, all right, hallelujah. We are going to have Marissa come forward and read Ephesians 6 this morning. And then we will wish you a Boca Tov, and we will see you at 9.07 p.m. Central, 10.07 p.m. Eastern, 6.07 p.m. Mountain, and 5.07 p.m. Pacific Standard Times for RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections. Tonight, same place, Love and Truth Radio. Here's Marissa. Right. That's interesting. Kind of well, we'll figure it out later. Oh, yeah. And this, um, Daniel does hear this, wants to jump in, but otherwise, I'm going to read this for now. Children, obey your parents. Or this is Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. Children, obey your parents in Yahweh, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but nurture them in the discipline and teaching of our master. Slaves, obey your masters according to flesh with reverence, and trembling in singleness of your heart as to Messiah. <clears throat> 
not with eye service as hypocrites, but as slaves of Messiah, doing the will of our Master from the heart, serving as slaves with goodwill to our Master, and not as to men, each one knowing that whatever good thing he does, this he shall receive from the Master, whether he is a slave or a free man. And Masters do the same thing toward them, forgiving their faults, knowing that the Master of you and of them is in heaven, and there is no respect of persons with them. For the rest, my brothers, be made powerful in our Master and in the might of his strength. Put on all the armor of Yahweh for you to be able to stand against the strategies of the devil. For our conflict is not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and with those in authority and with the possessors of this dark world and with the evil spirits that are beneath heaven. Because of this, take up all of the whole armor of Elohim and you may be able to resist the evil one. And being prepared, you shall prevail. Then stand firm, having girded your loins about with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Defend your feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. Above all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to punch all the flaming darts of the evil one. Also put on the helmet of salvation, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of Yahweh. Through all prayer and petition, praying at all times in the Ruach, and watching to the same thing with all perseverance and petition concerning all of these. Pray also for me that to me may be given speech and an opening of my mouth with boldness to make known the mystery of the good news, for which I am an ambassador in a chain, that in it I may speak boldly as it is right for me to speak, but that you might also know the things about me, what I am doing. I guess <laughs> the beloved brother and faithful minister and our master who make known all things to you, whom I sent to you for the same thing, that you might know the things about us, and he may comfort your heart. Peace to the brothers with love and love with faith in Yahweh, our Father and Master Yeshua Messiah. Grace be with all those that love our Master Yeshua Messiah without corruption. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. Well, we have not heard from Dan Cotton yet, so he's probably working, which is just fine, because that's what we're all about to get to. We're going to play one more song, and then we'll wrap it up with a, well, we're going to play one more song, and then we'll let you all get back to your day. Nope, not that one, All right. This is Hallelujah. Be back in about six. Dalaygong ka. Ang tanang pagpasalamat ang pagpasidung. Among yoli ka rin. Diyan lang si mong bugtong anak among manluluhas. Master Yahawa siya'y hamasay. Amen. Let us give our offering. Oh, 
Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That was Y.E. Music Team. Now, beyond the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for your presence on the line today. We thank you for Rock's message on to hear or not to hear. Are we conveying your message in the way that best serves the people and that best honors you and best represents you? That's our prayer. That's our commitment. That's our contract, our covenant. That's our vow. That's a pretty weighty subject. That's a pretty weighty matter. And it is important enough to you to have sent your son to demonstrate how it's to be done. Abba, we thank you for purposing us. We thank you for gifting us. We thank you for supporting us. We thank you for loving us. And we just ask for your strength and guidance now as we go out into our day and ask that you help us to pass it on in everything we do. In the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. And Yamin. And we are out, Boker Tov, everybody. Have a great day. Again, we will see you at 1037 Eastern, 937 p.m. Central, and 737 Mountain. Uh, this is this is Scribe. We are out. Have a great day. <laughs>